Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me to talk about Psalm 61, I am so glad to welcome Diane Kalsbeek. Diane serves as one of our deacons here at Granite Springs and loves the church in so many tangible ways. I think of Diane is the kind of person that you can't help walking away from smiling because of her warmth and enthusiasm. And she said to me when I asked her about this intro that she's just a regular person and she likes to approach things from the heart level, which just feels like embodies exactly what I experienced from her. She loves scripture, loves God, and I'm so grateful she agreed to join for this conversation. So to get us started, here's Diane reading Psalm 61. Hear my cry, O God, and listen to my prayer. From the ends of the earth I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. For you, God, have heard my vows. You have given me the heritage of those who fear your name. Increase the days of the king's life, his years as many generations. May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Appoint your love and faithfulness to protect him. Then I will ever sing in the praise of your name and fulfill the vows day after day. Diane, welcome to Curious Psalms. Thank you, Matt. Thank you for having me. It's always fun to talk to you. Uh, are you a podcast veteran? Is this a first time? What's your what's yes, your experience? Yes, yes. This is this actually about a month ago. I didn't know what a podcast was. Oh, so. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. No, really, I am. I'm so glad that you said yes. That you allowed me to kind of give a slight twist of the arm to get you into the studio, <laughs> but to talk about Psalm 61. I'm looking forward to it. Well, shall we just dive into our first question? Let's do. All right. Uh, the first question is this: What stood out to you? in reading this psalm. A lot of things stood out, and one that we can talk to God openly. Mm. And, you know, he says he's calling out from the ends of the earth, and just just we can be at any state. We can be uh, far away. We can be close, but he's always available. So that really stood out to me. Also, you know, that you know, that I will sing your praises and fulfill your voice day after day that this is a two-way street talking to the Lord. Oh, yeah. You know, that really jumped out, and that kind of goes through the whole thing. So we'll be talking about that probably more yeah. in a different question. But we have we have a place, and he has a place, and he's a refuge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I love those observations. I there is, There's always, in any psalm, that question is wide open, right? Because there's so much mm-hmm, uh, that can mm-hmm. stand out to us. I was struck by when you talk about sort of the nature of the relationship and God's availability. There's so much in this psalm that talks about long periods of time, which I thought was kind of interesting. So I long to dwell in your tent forever is verse yes. four. Uh, verse six is a prayer for the king that his years would be increased, his days for many generations. May he be enthroned in God's presence forever. Then I will ever sing in praise of your name and fulfill my vows day after day. I was struck by sort of the ongoing nature of this psalm. It feels like it's underscoring that it's, it's a forever thing. Yes, yes, that struck me as well. So when you talk about kind of that two way street and Mm -hmm. the availability of God, there's something I think tying our two together, there's something like the permanence of God's availability. Does that make sense? Oh, yes. The steadfastness, the forever, we can depend on it. And it's always going to, it's going to last forever. 
steadfastness is such a good word, right? The psalm uses faithfulness, Mm -hmm. which, you know, I think love and faithfulness are encompassing kind of the steadfastness of God. But one of the interesting things is that they're personified there in verse 7, that is, may the very steadfastness, love and faithfulness of God kind of protect the king. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our second question, maybe to start kind of diving us a little bit deeper, Mm -hmm. so to speak, is what do we learn about God or how do we encounter God in this psalm? So many things. Golly. When you think about God um, and you encounter him, you're listening to him. You're, you're, he leads us. He helps us. He's our refuge. Mm. He gives us a way of escape. I think about hiding under his wings. Yeah. That was so warming, like like a mother chicken with, yeah. her, with uh-huh. her chicks. You know, you can just picture yourself under there. And also that we dwell in his tabernacle, in his mm. tent, and mm-hmm. that, that forever. Yeah. The loving kindness and the truth. Wow, that was incredible. That the, that he would shine that on us and protect us with that. I, you know what? I see him as the good shepherd, and I know that's not what it's saying, but it is. You know, he's there to help us. Yeah. Say more. Say more about what what brought to mind kind of the good shepherd for you here in this psalm. That he's my refuge and my yeah. strong tower of, of strength, my protector, and he protects me against the enemy. Yeah. I mean, the Psalms so often they're speaking to one another and together in a sense, right? Yes. So, yes. Yeah, the images kind of build on each other. Yes. I was, I want to, I'd love to go back to kind of the first thing you were talking about, refuge. Mm-hmm. And because that was mm-hmm. something I'd noted down too. It's, it's mentioned, tw- that exact word is used twice in the NIV in verse three and then in verse four as well. And I was also thinking about that mother chicken kind of image. <laughs> but what I was thinking about, Diane, and I'd love to kind of hear any thoughts you have is so often we talk about, and you use the word escape, and I'm so glad you used it. It feels like so often we talk about escape as kind of, a bad thing no like in the sense of escapism right where we're trying to yeah. sort of disconnect from the world or something and get away and i was thinking about the chick like sort of i don't know if you i'm sure you have seen these images right where mother chicken kind of stands up and there's like it's like a clown car or something of the little chicks coming <laughs> out from under the mother hen it's like where uh-huh. were they all but then you imagine what their perspective is like when they're kind of nestled yes. under and they're, they're seeing nothing of the world safe they're completely safe they're kind of completely insulated Mm -hmm. and i was just struck there is there is a kind of a sort of healthy escape oh yes does this make sense yes a way of escape yeah here help me out you will yeah yeah yeah. you'll lead me and even like a sense like i was just thinking maybe it's you know not to timestamp kind of this conversation, but there's so much going on in the world and there's always so much going on in the world. And each of us are carrying kind of our own burdens that we want to quote unquote escape from. Yes. And one of the things I was just thinking is, you know, sometimes God, it seems like God might actually give us a kind of respite from the Mm -hmm. weight of these things. And, but that there's something very different, you know, often, often it feels like addictions are a form of escape, right? They are a kind of numbing. Not healthy. They're not <laughs> healthy, right. Yeah. It's good to be clear about that. <laughs> but that God is inviting us to a different kind of escape, if, if this is making sense to you, where yes. there's something like when we turn to him and when we're fully, sometimes I think God prompts us to look back at what's going on around us. I right. think that's really something that we see. God cares about our world and he invites. But sometimes he gives us some rest yes. from sort of 
the burdens. I don't know. What do you think about that? Is that I true do. or does I that do. resonate? I, I do. I think he takes us by the hand and leads us out of that that dangerous place. Yeah. And and you're right. There's so much going on. We're praying for that. But he does that in our own life. Yeah. You know, we're going through something. The death of my husband. Yeah. And there he takes me by the hand and leads me right through every single day. Yeah. We can count on that. Yeah. He's strong. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that, Diane. There is a sense in which... Well, I love you even use such relational imagery there. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I was reading a commentator was talking about is that the psalmist moves sort of he starts with this rock, like take me to a higher rock. Yes. And then the next image is a strong tower. Mm -hmm. Right. So there's like, here's these images of strength. And then the, the next image in terms of refuge is dwelling in a tent. Which is a little bit more frail, actually, than the strong tower. Like, if I'm at risk, like, keep me in the tower rather than the tent. But okay, the tent. And then the last one, of course, is this kind of motherly image, this maternal image. Mm -hmm. And it's as if the psalmist is saying the irony here is that the, the safest place is this deep relational place. Not, not the place that we might think of mm -hmm. kind of, you know, s set me up high above everyone so that nothing no. can touch me. No, it's take me in your arms. Hold, mm -hmm. hold my hand. Put As me you under go. your wing. Yeah, put me under your wing. <clears throat> in one version, it used, instead of tent, it used tabernacle. Oh, yeah. And that kind of helps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a sense no. of even worship mm -hmm. there, right? Mm -hmm. Which makes a lot of sense. And for the, the forever. So I think of the tabernacle in, in heaven with him in eternity, yeah. too. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be really broad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <clears throat> yeah, there's something about God's presence, really, yes. that's being evoked there, yes. right? Yeah. Well, I yeah, that's helpful. I, I was kind of captured by this idea of, of kind of like safe escape, if that makes sense, or yes. healthy healthy escape yes. is maybe what I'm thinking yes. about. Like, oh, sometimes sometimes the grace of God is like to rest. And yeah, I was just thinking about so many people who I talk to who are so burdened. And God, God's care about those burdens is sometimes to give us a break from feeling the weight of those burdens yes. by turning to him, mm -hmm. right? This this morning in morning prayer, you know, in, in the chaos of the world, we pray this call to worship psalm from Psalm 95, which is calling people to sing for joy. Mm. I was like, how do you sing for joy when the world feels like it's burning? And I think some of it is this, at least I'm curious what, you, what you'd have to say too, but some of it feels like Psalm 61 mm -hmm. reminds us, well, sometimes we just turn to sort of the mother hen and we just say, this is good. This is safe. Mm -hmm. Everything else feels too much right, right. now. You know? And the word joy that's it's not like having giggling <laughs> right mean, there's 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 all kinds of joy yeah yeah yeah. And, and there is really a joy when you see hey he just gave me a way of escape mm -hmm. when i first became a christian that was that was what i hang, held on to it any temptation he gives you a way of escape sure and so he would lead me away yeah and, and he helped me grow you know yeah 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 and that leading away is actually a leading towards himself. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of the beautiful thing. He mm -hmm. doesn't sort of just lead us away to cast us out somewhere. No. It's always a leading no. towards him. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we started kind of talking about this third question a little bit, but mm -hmm. maybe we can dive into it in earnest. How does this psalm help us to pray? I will cry out for help. Yeah. Boy, any place from the ends of the earth, any place. That, that's the beginning. Talk to him. Mm. We can always do that. And we know that we can trust him. We know that about the escape, like we said, you know that he is loving kindness. And mm -hmm. so he has our best interest at heart. We can just pour it out. And I like that, that you said about living with him forever. Mm. That's, I, I just love that. 
Say, so like, say more about kind of what, what strikes you in that. Everything is temporal, you know, mm. in life. Everything is, is here, and it's not anything you really can put your total trust it's always going to be. But, but God is. Yeah. I mean, that is the, that's final. That's, that's a given. It's, that will be forever. Yeah. And that we're invited into that. Yes. It's yes. kind of remarkable. Yes. And that he, the, and I forget what verse it is there, that, that he's given me the blessings of those he reserves for people that fear him. Yeah. So these blessings are for us that love him. Yeah. All yeah, you yeah. got to do is love him. Yeah. You have given me the heritage, this is the NIV in verse 5, of those mm-hmm. who fear your name. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, at first I was like, hmm. Is the heritage of those who fear your name also like being under threat? Because that seems to be the case in yeah. a lot of these psalms. But really, I think the psalmist here is talking about exactly what you're talking about. And that, reverence. Yeah, the reverence and then the the intimacy with God right. that is mm-hmm. the inheritance mm-hmm. of those who come to God with this posture of love and fear. Um, reverence yeah, mm-hmm. is a good word for His it. His people. Think. We yeah. belong to him. Yeah. Boy, <laughs> that's a blessing. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. And so it certainly helps us to pray, right? When uh-huh. we have a sense of who we are and who mm-hmm. we belong to, to pray out of that, mm-hmm. I think is really helpful. I was, that that line, you know, I call as my heart grows faint. That's in verse two. So right after, from the ends of the earth, I call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. I just think like, it's so easy when we read the Psalms to think that the Psalms are coming from sort of spiritual superheroes, that these are the prayers of people who sort of had some kind of super faith and that's why they got written down and that's mm-hmm. why we've prayed them. And I just, I mean, the Psalms all throughout have vulnerability. They're, they're not shy about that. And I think if we were to talk to any, any Psalmist who penned any Psalm, I think there would be a kind of humility, but at the same time, it's so easy to start to think that people who, who kind of have, are praying these Psalms have some kind of special, nope. special connection or something like that. I think it's just a human temptation to always think that, like these kinds of prayers are beyond us. And I was just so encouraged by this line. I, I call as my heart grows faint. It's just such a reminder, right? That mm-hmm. this is someone who's kind of like eking out mm-hmm. this prayer. This isn't this isn't the prayer of some this isn't the prayer of a prayer warrior. <laughs> you know, this is someone who's like like I'm out like from the ends of the earth. I'm just mm-hmm. calling because what else do I have left? And that's usually the posture that I think most of us Yes. Can pray with. Guess yes. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. My heart is faint. So I guess I'll give this a go today. Mm-hmm. I just found that to be a real encouragement. Like It sure is. And it goes back to what you were saying at the very beginning, I think, about the availability of God. Mm-hmm. Like God, God isn't available only for some kind of specially crafted super prayer. No. Right? He's no. He's available for the, the faint call mm-hmm. of the heart. Um, and that he meets us wherever we are at yeah. the ends of the earth or, or you know, when you're preaching, you know? yeah, right, <laughs> I mean, right. he meets us wherever we are. Yeah, he's he meets us, and so we don't have to be really all together first. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of grace in this song. Mm-hmm. I think there sure is. Yeah. Well, Diane, thanks so much for this conversation. Thank you. Is there anything, any kind of final thoughts or anything that we didn't say that you're like I wanted to talk about this? I think at the very end, right there, and this was in in the uh, Living Bible. Sure. I will bring I will bring praise to your name continually, mm. fulfilling my vows each day. I'll bring praise to your name. I, I want to show glory to you, mm. and that's forever. Yeah, and that's that's when we come to Him. That's what we want to do. Yeah, that's it. Well, thanks. That's a great note to kind of conclude on. I appreciate you. You brought your heart 
to this conversation. I think listeners will have heard that and appreciated it and uh, grateful for you and grateful for you taking some time to talk Psalm 61 with me. Thank you, Matt. Yeah. Well, let's conclude with just a couple of verses again from the Psalm using this language of refuge, really. This is from verses three and four. You have been my refuge, a strong tower against the foe. I long to dwell in your tent or your tabernacle forever and take refuge in the shelter of your wings. Friends, go out and pray the Psalms. Thank you.